Welcome to That Got Awkward with Chris O'Kinnon. Today I'll be talking to Rob Kuttner, writer at The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, as well as uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and Dennis Miller. Uh, we'll be talking to him about uh, what he does, what he's up to. This episode of That Got Awkward is brought to you by 2x2 Solutions, online software solution for managing and scheduling pet sitters, dog walkers, groomers, or any pet service business. Go to www.2x2solutions.com and try their free demo if you happen to be a pet sitter. If, on the other hand, you are a hired assassin, this product is probably not for you. Thank you, and let's get into That Got Awkward. Um, are you, You're currently a uh, writer for Conan? Is Conan, yes. the barbarian. I tend right. to pronounce everything based on the comic book version, so <laughs> Conan. It's, it's pronounced Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan, exactly. <laughs> I'd probably remember that easier. I mean, that that sounds like an awesome gig for a writer. Is is this accurate, or is you know, is it? It's it's fun. It's it's a crazy it, as you expect. The tone he sets is kind of crazy and weird and smart and silly all at the same time. So um, it's good. It's a lot of fun. How how does how does it? Well, I guess my my personal <laughs> first question is how does somebody land a gig like that? Uh, as a writer, I mean, do you, do you come at it as a writer, or did you stumble in it as a you know comedian, or or how did how did you get into that? A few of my colleagues here, um, uh, especially in the monologue department, are stand-ups, and some people, you know, the stand-up community can you know people network and stuff, and sometimes you know someone's really funny and their their jokes are great, and that's how you would hear about it, an opening and get referred, and you'd have to write up a joke packet. In my case. Uh, I'm not really a stand-up. Uh, I came in, uh, actually, this is my third uh, TV writing job. I started out as an assistant on Dennis Miller's HBO show, Dennis Miller Live. Oh, yeah. So I was, um, I was, uh, that was like, I was sort of a, you know, glorified secretary to the writers. I was a writer's assistant. And they would let us, you know, they would let us kick in some jokes here and there. And um, I'd been sort of, working on that for a while, just, you know, for no one, for no pay, trying to master that, that the topical joke form. And so when I, when I got that job through my friend, I was, you know, I was really, really taking a shot at that. So I worked on that and I got better at the jokes and they started to use some and Dennis started to notice. And then the final year of the show, uh, one of the senior writers left and they had an opening and he noticed my contributions. And so um, I got my first job as a writer for the last year of that show. And then, uh, Someone I knew I worked with there uh, had been on The Onion with people at The Daily Show. And they also had a vacancy because someone was leaving uh, for the new Jimmy Kimmel show at that time. So um, mm -hmm. they, uh, this, this guy I knew could not move to New York. So he asked if I was interested in applying for that. And so I applied for that. And then um, uh, there was an, sort of an extensive application process. But eventually I got that job through writing samples, not through, you know, not through performing. And then I was there for about six years. And then um, one of the people I work with in Dennis Miller is, is at Conan and had been with him at late night. And when they were announcing that he was going to come to the Tonight Show, when Conan was doing the Tonight Show, I was sort of itching to get back to L.A. and, uh, you know, sort of do, change it up and do something a little bit different than the Daily Show sort of, you know, intenseness, intensity. 
and just do something a little lighter and um, uh, get some better weather. So, uh, <laughs> so I started pestering the head writer and kept at that for a while. Didn't get too far. And, and ironically, the um, the Writers Guild strike in 2007, 2008. All the late night writers in New York were kind of a small batch of people. We were all the same people picketing every day. There are not so many of us, so we got to know each other a little bit. And I met the head writer and got to know some of the guys. And so, so some kind of, that was sort of like in lieu of an interview, I think. <laughs> Usually you go to the interview <laughs> process, but I think yelling slogans with a, with a picket sign in the sleet and snow sort of is a... It's, it's probably just about as bad as any interview you've ever had, any job interview. Yeah. Just as unpleasant. Still dedication. So. so, so I sort of knew them, and then and then I kept asking about, are you going to have any openings for this night show? And then I applied for uh, one position here, and I didn't get it. And then a month before the show started, they told me there might be like one more possible opening. So I applied for that on the monologue team, and I got that, and I got it here just as the 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 Conan Tonight Show started. Wow, that's. That's and does it does it does it pay better than normal writing gigs? Because most of the writing gigs I've gotten have been, you know, starvation wages. Is it? Is do you mean it like do you mean like like freelance kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, primarily I do freelance. I sometimes do technical writing, and it's it's all horrible, horrible pay. Um, you, you know, it's 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 decent. Like um, it's in it's on cable, so it's not like it's not anything like those sort of astronomical sums that you know you hear about TV writers being paid. But it's you know it's a fine living, and it's year round work, and it's steady, and um, they seem to be keeping us on the air. So you know I can't complain. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. It's is it? Can you sort of describe how? You know, the the only experience I and probably most people have with writers for a, a, a show are the sort of 30 rock is, is that exactly kind of like that? It's exactly is it really. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. All it's right. Just, it's just okay. people running around having their personal issues, like, you know, commandeer the show and there's not really ever any sketches or stuff going on. And it's, um, you know, Conan is a, is a, you know, is a, uh, uh, highly competent professional who can't get his personal life together. <laughs> you know, with hipster glasses. Um, no, it's, um, you know, it, it is, there's a little bit of that chaos, I would say, but it's sort of, it's a little bit more boring than that, certainly. Okay. Um, there's definitely like that kind of on the fly feeling to it, especially the way this show works, where, you know, it's kind of a crazy show. So like the whole MO is that you throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And so okay. on any given day, people are going to be just like putting together a sketch or shooting a crazy video or like, bringing in like a bunch of dogs, puppies dressed as Conan to do a number or there's a bit of a circus atmosphere and then all those things may happen and you never know we'll actually make it into the show or not. So there's definitely some of that, but at the end of the day, we have to, we have to put on a show. So something okay. I can on tape. It's, it's, it's one of those, uh, one of those gigs that, that seems great. Um, do you see a downside to it? Um, well, you know, it's like, I, it, it, it seems crazy to say it, but like sometimes any job is the job. Yeah. You're, like some days you're like feeling it and like everything's just like running on all cylinders and some days you're just like, whatever I do, it's just not working out. Like, <laughs> either like it's not coming to me or it's just not working for other people. And you just like, uh. but you know what? The, the good thing about like a show that comes out of four nights a week is that if you have like the worst show in the world, then tomorrow night there's another one. Right, right. You get a shot at it. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's um, that's the sort of stuff that's just I find fascinating because 
I, I've been a writer longer than I've been anything, but uh, I think I was writing before I was born, but I've never really <laughs> made a living at it. You know, I, I've, you sell a few things here and there, and it, it's, always, it's always interesting to see that there are ways to make a decent living other than being Stephen King. Um, so well, it's, it's 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 getting harder. It is getting harder, like because there's so much free writing on the web, and yeah, even even the magazines are like only hiring freelancers more and more and stuff like that. Like it's definitely like a hard scout. This is one of the few outposts, just because I think a show like this runs on volume. Uh, like, yeah, you have to yeah. create ten times as much material just to get as much stuff, and and also like you know Conan's the very of the old school of like he wants to work with us face to face and. Coming up with coming up with the material and going over it with us and talking about it. So you've got to like, you have to have people in here in the building like day, as a mm. full time thing day in day out. But that's sort of rare. I mean, like there's so many like people doing funny web videos and yeah, yeah. journalism and stuff that it, it is like it's becoming like a vanishing thing. So this may be the last job I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that could be for anybody. Uh. That's true. That, that is true. There's there's no nothing related to job security anymore uh, in the world. If an asteroid hits tomorrow, then it, it take definitely everyone's last Oh, uh, I, I am so looking forward to that. I, I could just, the, the, it would be a great rest. It would be, I mean, I, I used to be looking forward to the zombie apocalypse, but I, I've gotten so heavy now that it would be really short for me. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be the guy barely making the run, and then I'd get eaten, and it'd be over. But, uh, um... But, but would you like to be look forward to being a zombie yourself? Uh, well, the weight loss would be good. That would be that would be good. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I have enough trouble keeping myself together as a zombie. I don't think I I just want to be able to you know sh shoot zombies in the head and you know feel cool about it because you shoot real people in the head. They, there's so many repercussions. Yeah. Paperwork. Are you saying just, zombies are? I hope you're not saying zombies aren't people. Because uh, well, in, in the in the eyes of the law, it, it's basically it's basically like living in the South. You get to kill somebody legally. It's it's uh, it's. Uh, right. I'm from Virginia, so we 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 had the defense of they just needed killing, so I'd, uh, I'd get away right, with that. Um, wanted to talk about uh, your is it a, is it a Kickstarter that you have for your uh, because. Uh, um, you want to tell me a little bit about the, your project, and then I'll ask you some questions about, you know, why Kickstarter versus Patreon or what have you, uh, just to give us an idea of uh, what it is you're working on. Okay, so um, I am working with a new sort of, it's a, it's a publisher slash app, which wants to sort of be the Spotify of comic books. Oh. Uh, they've uh, named Farago, and they've... Um, they're, they're a startup, and what they've done is they've uh, made deals with a lot of great comic companies like IDW, and um, they've uh, those are sort of like letting them license their libraries. And Farago's model is they put the comic books online for free. It's all digital. They put it for free, and it's advertiser-supported. Um, you know, so we'll see. Wow. That. And the idea is that they have they have a finite selection, and then the idea is that if people like them, then they go and they buy comic books from, you know, one of the other sites. But this is just a different model for, you know, for enjoy, for enjoying comic books. And so they're like, they're kind of new and hungry. And they approached me and said, um, we're interested in doing our own original stuff, you know, the same like, like way Netflix and Amazon are mm -hmm. kind of getting into that game. We want to create our own content. So um, 
and uh, they saw that I'd done some I'd done some sort of goofy comic book inspired stuff online, um, which I, I can include the links if you want. Yeah, I'll, like I'll have all that stuff in show notes. So that. That. Um, uh, so they noticed I had an they noticed I had an interest in that. So um, they said, "Are you interested in creating one?" And I actually, I had had this idea that I'd been sort of kicking around for a long time, and I'd not had a lot of success uh, interesting like the big comic book outfits because it wasn't really a superhero thing, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I've never done it before, so I'm kind of kind of a noob. So um, basically, I had this idea about uh, an alien invasion, but they're nanoscale aliens, so they're like micro scale, and they. Um, they infiltrate the president of the United States' brain because they feed our radiations and they're going to sort of puppeteer him into creating World War III and making the whole planet just full of radiation. And then, like, our heroes are this this crusty old Cold War general and a, uh, a bitter, brilliant neuroscientist, and they're, they're sort of an unlikely team who gets shrunk and sent into the president's brain to fight the aliens. So it's sort of a fantastic oh, yeah. voyage. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, but it all, a lot of it takes place in the brain, which I'm just fascinated with. Yeah. It was kind of a way to... To use that as a playground, um, and it's you know so it's kind of a crazy idea, and so you can sort of see why it was a, it was a big big leap for some people. But, yes. but Farago Farago was like, we want to take big swings, we want to do like crazy things that haven't been done before, and we want to work with you. So um, I pitched it to them, and they were into it, and so they said, what we need to do is um, figure out how to how to you know pay for the comic to get made. And they brought me this comic artist John Lucas, who's like a serious guy. From the from the legit comics world, he's done like Marvel and DC work. He's done Deadpool and X Men and oh, cool. Star Trek, all, all kinds of stuff. And and they actually showed me a lot of artists. And I wasn't really sort of, I didn't know if they would work or not. I thought maybe they could work, but I saw his work and I just immediately saw the connection. Like I could just see his work was right on my wavelength. And since I've been working with him since, it's been absolutely true. We're like totally crazy mental twins. But um anyway, but he you know he's he's a he's a he's a a heavyweight from the comics world, so he he's got a he comes at a price. So um, they said to fund this and for us to produce the comic book, we have to sort of you know turn to the kindness of strangers. So um, so they and I together are launching uh, or have launched this Kickstarter uh, to put together a four issue limited series. And of course, you know if there's interest, we'll do more beyond that. But the idea is it's sort of a self contained mini series mm-hmm. that will have a, it will be digital, but it'll have a limited print run as well. Okay. Okay, and uh, was did you did you pick Kickstarter over say Indiegogo or Patreon or anything for any particular reason, or did it just seem to to fit your needs better? Uh, I don't actually I don't know that much about the crowdfunding world, but they they came to me and said let's do a Kickstarter. Okay, that was okay. that was what they some of them had, had backgrounds in funding other ventures that I guess they were more familiar with it or something. Okay. So. I just I'm just following orders. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious because I've used I've used all three of them and uh, oh yeah I've I've raised nearly dozens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 someone described it as a full time job. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's it's true. it's harsh. Really look at it. Uh, you'll you 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 get psyched up when you see oh so and so is uh, has a Kickstarter for bottled air and they're make you know, got their million dollars and. You come up with, uh, I think I have a cure for cancer, and you know it's uh, sorry you only got nine dollars. So. Uh, oh, that's that's true. It's like it's like Kickstarter for it. Like you don't want to yeah. like, see something else succeed that you. Yeah. 
and interior product. And with 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 Indiegogo, uh, if you just want money <laughs> uh, and you don't need any particular amount, you can ask for ten thousand. And if you only get seven thousand, it's like, well, I get seven thousand. Whereas I think with Kickstarter, you've got to hit your goal. And but some of them, there's yeah. one for a, a science fiction game that is like millions of dollars over what they've uh, they originally requested and as far as i know they still haven't produced a game it's been <laughs> years uh, but um you guys uh i mean you've you've got the you've got the writer you've got the artist you've got the the platform so um that that looks sort of like a done deal uh as long we're, as we're, we're, we're raring to go it's, it's, it's yeah fun. Well, th those are the those are the good ones. Those are the ones where you, when you can tell somebody is, you know, they're really psyched to do it. The that those are the ones that I think tend to get funded quicker because people can tell, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get somewhere because they're usually not as into the you know the reward levels as they are to be part of something. And uh, right. this this looks like it'll it'll be pretty cool because uh, I I looked at the Kickstarter and watched your. Your video and first-rate special effects too. That's very good. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, so, what else? What else uh, uh, are you up to? Anything? Anything exciting, illegal, or possibly fattening? Well, it actually, it actually, um, it's 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 a good segue because uh, some of these things are actually rewards from the Kickstarter that you may see. But I have some projects that I did fairly recently that I'm giving copies of away as part of the, some of the reward levels. Oh, so cool. that's cool. Will, I now I can talk about them and, and not sound like a complete shell. That's quite all right. That's what I'm doing. 80% <laughs> So um, the interest in zombies from before was because I have this book called Apocalypse Howl. Oh. Oh, yes. That's it's, right. It's the only feel-good guide to the apocalypse, uh, explaining <laughs> why it's going to be the best thing ever for humanity. Um, it's a humor book I wrote a couple of years ago. That's it's a tongue-in-cheek guidebook that um, it covers like the nine most likely scenarios for apocalypse, and just like leads you through like clothing, fashion, food, <laughs> games, sports, all the things you need to know to make the most of your your afterlife. Um, and then also more recently, I have this album called Twenty Seven Seventy Six that I helped co-produce. Um, I don't know if you can see these names in here, but it has a bunch of great talent. On oh yeah, Pat Nowsbill. Will Forte, um, Paul F. Tompkins, Nico Case, Ed Helms, just all kinds of amazing kids in the hall, triumphant all comic dog, 80, 80 artists and musicians, and it's a charity album that helps this organization called One Kid, One World that builds schools and funds school books and teachers in poor parts of the world, that in rural villages where they need it the most. Um, but it's like a, you know, because you're a science fiction guy, it's basically a 1,000-year romp through American history, past, present, and future, through the year 2776, it's the name. So it's like this time-traveling, oh. sad, satirical thing that just looks at, like, everything in American culture, what was, there's some take riffs on history, um, there's uh, there's some pop culture stuff, and then there's some, like, you know, there's there's the there's at least five apocalyptic scenarios that unveil between some of the songs. And there's a storyline. Well, that's pretty neat. So really, it has, has everything on it. Are, are they are they available outside of rewards, or are they currently just... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Because um, I need to make yeah. sure I've got my fashion sense ready for, for any apocalypse, because uh, I'm... Uh, that, that that book looks pretty cool too. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. 
I think basic block will look good if we have a nuclear winter because you'll really <laughs> be aesthetic. <laughs> well, I've I've got some of that. It's um, they tell me it's slimming. Um, yes, and, uh, right. <laughs> but you know what, what's good is if you're concerned about your figure, it has a nice hazmat suit. Really <laughs> very, That's true. Very I generous to you. I I wish uh, hazmat suits were were uh, or any uh, large burkas would were would be uh, mumus if if those burkas. were well. There, you know, if, if current trends in, in Syria and Iraq continue, that could be the next, you know, if the caliphate takes over, as I've been calling for it to. Well, and, and that and that would be, if, if that's a benefit alone, I think I would go for that, because right, uh, right. all this... That could really get Americans on, that Americans really on board with ISIS. <laughs> as long as the clothing is concealing, they'll be fine with it. Right. They're not burkers, they're moo-moos. They're moo-moos, exactly. It's yeah. just... You got a you got a variety of colors, black and and pick something else. Um, all right. Um, well, that's that's uh, that's been extremely interesting. I, I I've loved talking to you, uh, and uh, I, I it's it's I'm very glad that you uh, agreed to do this because uh, um, you're one of the first people I've been able to chat with who who I haven't met in person. Uh, and um, <laughs> my mom was really boring, but the Alzheimer's still funny. Uh, so that's a, you can ask her the same questions over and over. I can, I can until she gets it right. It's uh, it's it's comedy gold. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you wanted to 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 plug before we uh, wrap this up? Well, you, if, if you if you can include links when you post it online, I will. It, easiest, but. Send me the links, uh, and uh, I include it in the show notes uh, for the podcast and the uh, uh, description in YouTube, so people can get to this stuff. Um, well, basically, basically, I would say the easiest thing to do is if you can also follow what I'm up to by going to either robcutner.com, but the better the best source is my Twitter feed, which is at Apocalypse Hal, spelled just like this, all one word. What a coincidence! I know, it's just, what were the odds? <laughs> um, and that has, that has all my information and everything there, and you can also get daily doses of material that was not good enough for Conan. <laughs> that's my brand. The not, not good, good enough for Conan. Conan. Oh, that's, Conan players, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Is, is he, uh, y- you can tell me, I've stopped recording. Is he a jerk? <laughs> Have you really stopped recording? No. <laughs> oh, damn it. This is this is how you this is how you um, you drew your mom into. Right? Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. No, he's, he's great. He's 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 fantastic. I mean, like anyone, basically anyone who who goes on camera for a living is a little bit crazy, but mm-hmm. you, know, you have to be. But you know, he's he's hilarious. He's really unhinged. You know, off cam- up behind the scenes with us, he just like lets it all out and just like is constantly. He's a joke machine. Just no filters, and but also <laughs> just like a genuine, like just a nice guy. Like if you. You know, have something on the level you got to talk about. He's he'll, he'll always do the right thing and you know talk to you like a person and stuff. So he's great. That's good. That's good. It's 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 nice to know that people who you you admire uh, on TV are sometimes actually the people they seem to be, uh, and that's right. that's good. If if either you or he are out here in uh, California, you can come on over and we can play Call of Duty sometime. Uh, it's, great. Uh, it's, great. Uh, I don't expect. Let's anybody. just go on Twitch. Yeah. True. That's true. I've I've got I've got my own Twitch account with a followers of I think I've got five people, who uh, right. And you you don't know any of them though, right? None. No. Well, actually, I think my son <laughs> is probably one of them, but uh, I don't I don't think that counts. Uh, meanwhile, I I've got an interview lined up with uh, a gamer who uh, 
is on Twitch, and I believe on a slow day she has about 10,000 people watching her play. Wow. wow. I, I don't understand it. But, it's it's uh, a crazy world. It, it is. Uh, I, I, it, I wish that I were born probably 10, 15 years later than I was, because all this YouTube and Twitch and all this stuff, that's perfect for me. Um, but... I wasn't, so I'm, I think I'm the oldest gamer on YouTube, in fact, uh, which is sad, because I'm not that old, but, uh, you know, I, I do my silly little videos, and then I watch some of these kids online going, oh, I feel so old, I'm 25! Like, <laughs> You're 25, are you? Okay, well, I'm gonna go back to nursing my bad back, so... Uh, Back to the morgue for me. Back to the morgue, exactly. My my blood's 50% butter by now anyway. So, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, um, send me those links and I'll uh, include them. Great talking to you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Have a good day. And thank you for listening. That has been Rob Kuttner on That Got Awkward. I apologize for some of the skips in the audio quality. My advanced alien technology crapped out on me halfway through, but uh, I think we managed to get some, uh, some pretty good stuff. So again, thank you for listening, and uh, be sure to check the show notes so you can find out how to get in on uh, Rob's uh, Kickstarter and uh, get some of those cool things that uh, he's created because it's all awesome stuff. Great stuff. All right. Bye, and uh, play nice.